Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. This is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. You didn't say hi at the beginning. Do you not care about greeting our <laughs> friends and neighbors? You just assume they've been here the whole time? What is this, The Shining? Are they the bad guy from The Shining? And they've just been here the whole time? Spoiler alert for The Shining. <laughs> what, the, the Let's best. start over. The energy's weird now. Okay. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. This is Griffin McElroy. That was you. <laughs> this is Griffin. You know me. You know this. And this is Rose Buddies. It's a podcast where we talk about the Bachelor franchise of products. I'm coming at my wife real hostile this week. <laughs> um, how are you doing, babe? Good. Uh, we are recording during happy hour. We are. Um, um, neither of us have had anything to drink, I don't think. No. Although I'd encourage you to do so if you're interested. Yeah. If you, you've if, had a long, hard day. You've had a long, hard day. We all have uh, here at the office. It is Wednesday. Uh, I apologize that the... Well, we usually release on Wednesdays during this weird BIP yeah, time. Yeah, but in the morning time. But in the morning times. Last night I went to SmackDown, completely spaced, that it was also BIP night. Although, really, I blame ABC for that more than myself. Because what are you doing, ABC? He, he told me, let's see, SmackDown was... Yesterday, which was Tuesday, he yeah. told me Saturday. That's how we do it here in this <laughs> business, in this this industry. It just moves so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we have three hours of Bachelor in Paradise to talk about. I hear, I heard a rumor. I, I got caught up on BIP. I heard a rumor that you still watch that Bachelor after show. I did. Was it better this time? Well, I kept switching over to the Olympics to see if the Olympics had something to offer me, and it was track and field, which I'm not as interested in. Interesting. So I you kept missed the pole vault then switching back. There were some good events at the good things that happened at the pole vault. New world record was broken. Also, a man's dick bone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did watch the after show. The after show. Um, was not as offensive. That's good. Uh, but still was a little offensive. <laughs> well, that's good. That's, I guess. Yeah, we saw a lot of people like talk about how um, uh, different different things that they were upset by uh, in the, these two episodes of Bachelor in Paradise. Um, and I, I watched them and I don't, I, I want to get it across. I, I, I feel like we need to all sort of sit down and calibrate because this, this is the usual amount of crap. Yeah. This is, this is, this episode, these two episodes, I actually enjoyed quite a bit. And there was certainly some rough stuff in it. But this is like, this is what, this is what, this is what we get. Yeah. Now. Bachelor in Paradise this week was like, was like classic Coca Cola. Yeah. Know? It was like real sugar, all sugar. All sugar all the time. And I get that that's not to everybody's taste. But this is how the show is in its best form. Yeah. Well, so. if not its best form, it's standard yeah. form. Um, but let's dive right in. Let's get so our hands we, dirty. I would say we were pretty delighted with this I week. Was in, I enjoyed it very much. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not a show that I would let date my best friend. No. But it's a show God, no. that I would spend a few hours a week with, which is what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. I cautiously watch, if, we're, if this show is a human, I would cautiously watch them from afar which is creepy, but... Would you let this show, for example, um, would you trust them to water our lawn when we were out of town? No, I would fake two di- different injuries in order to spend <laughs> some time with this show. That was an Evan joke. Um, oh, let's just dive good. right into the things that happened because... 
I, they need to be cracked just wide open. So there were a lot of, one thing I wanted to call out that we like about this show is in the beginning of Monday night's episode, they made a lot of um, just erection and ejaculation jokes. Like nonstop, like um, Evan's going in for the, going in to try and steal away Amanda. Can he keep it up for that? Like, yeah. So like just five like in things a row. are about to explode on bachelor in paradise. Evan's really in a hard spot. Let's hope he doesn't suffer from a premature ejection. <laughs> and it was just, you know, we just giggled the whole time. It was just delightful. C- come along everybody and watch <laughs> This ep- this episode of Bachelor in Paradise. So the episode picks up with Evan uh, going to Amanda and Josh mm-hmm. with his fake date card to interrupt yeah. them, and and it also comes back with me uh, just sort of a bag of skin, just looking out the window at my skeleton <laughs> as it crosses the state line into Oklahoma. Uh, my favorite part that we got this week was as he's going to interrupt them. Vinny and Izzy are kind of mid piggyback ride, just like frozen, just like everybody stops and stares. Yeah, <laughs> she is on his back, and they just stop on their way up the beach and just stare at what yeah. is happening. I don't know if it was you last week or one of the rosebuds themselves in the group uh, in the Facebook group. Um, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure they broke Facebook during this episode. Like something <laughs> like two thousand comments. Like y'all are the best. Yeah. Um, but Josh's groans and moans and animal noises that he makes when he kisses or eats, mm-hmm. um, is that became actually the first sort of official rule in our drinking game. Every time Josh gives us just one of those, mm, you gotta sip. You gots to sip. Yeah, because now it's something that we know is going to happen. And they're definitely like, it's it's definitely an edit, right? But like, they got to have something to edit with. And I've heard at least five or six different discrete pleasure moans. Yes, that is not the same moan every time. Yeah. Uh, The one thing, the reason I included Vinny and Izzy is because Vinny tells us, the the viewer on camera, he says, I wish Evan would just stop being the awkward dick doctor. Yeah. Um, so that was a nice, succinct way to phrase it. Boy. Uh, Evan comes up and says, uh, you know, he says his little date card piece um, and then tells Amanda that he has, quote, been watching her from afar. Great. Uh, and that, you know, he's wanted to get to know her better. Mm-hmm. He came here for her, he says. Yes, which we don't really I don't know believe. If that's... But okay. Uh, what's fun about this, this is, this is when we really felt like now they're hitting their stride again, is while he's talking to Amanda, we see Josh enjoying a pizza pie. An entire pizza pie. And he talks about how the pizza in Mexico is like on point. And it's like that, I don't, that hasn't been my experience no, and so it, much. it appeared to be uh, just a frozen pizza. Like, it appeared to be just a, a kind of pizza that you could get in the freezer section. I, I heard some scuttlebutt from somebody who said that apparently in the first bip, they just had to eat, like, catering or something, and it was, like, miserable. And now, in seasons two and three, um, they get, like, food from the resort, and it's much, much better. And so, like, the food situation has improved drastically in bip. Um, and so maybe it was that good resort pizza. I don't know. Oh, you know what I did learn on the after show, though? What did though? you learn? Uh, there is no air conditioning. Can't do it. Won't do it. Yeah. So, so none of the rooms it. have air conditioning. Why? So they, they reference that Carly may have enjoyed the hospital date so much that she has later with Evan because there's air conditioning. 
Uh, you just ruined that. There's going to be a hospital day. <laughs> yeah. Which is like okay. a whole nother kettle of fish. Anyway. I wouldn't do it, man. Are you ki- No. In in Mexico? That would be this. this that would be very warm and steamy. Okay. Anyway. Uh, and so we hear a lot of Josh talk about the pizza, about he just likes a, like a regular cheese pizza. Um, God knows the truth about him and this pizza. That's, that's, that's all I know. Yeah. And he just continues to eat it while Amanda and Evan talk. Uh, so Amanda makes pretty clear she's not interested in Evan, uh, says that she really wants to focus on Josh, but then she starts crying a little bit saying like she feels so bad because he's such a, Evan's such a good guy. And then Evan tells us, the viewer, that he got maybe a glimmer of hope from he says, that. That's, that's about what I wanted from that conversation. Ah, dang, Evan, that ain't good. Yeah, and this is this is when you feel like, and I don't know if you know this guy, but I feel like I know this guy. Oh, dude, there's there's some stuff that happens in this episode that made me think like I was this guy, but like in high school a bit. <laughs> Well, because she's not mean to him. No. She just says, I'm focusing on Josh right now, which should be clear. But the fact that she's not cruel makes him say, I mean, all all that aside, like before this conversation even happened, she was making out with another dude. And this was not like some of that, again, is the edit of making it seem like Josh and her are uh, attached at the uvula. Um, That's that's definitely part of the edit. But this wasn't she and Josh were macking. And homeboy walks up with a homemade date card. How did you think that was going to go? How did you think that was going to go? Yeah. Yeah. Evan kind of saw it as his take charge moment, but literally everybody else in the universe saw it as just a a poorly advised. Just a bad sort of set of decisions. So Amanda goes back to Josh and, and is really candid and says, oh, he just seems like such a nice guy, but I, you know, I'm just not interested and I feel bad. And Josh is just slobbering down pizza. While Josh is still eating pizza, happens. and he's just like, "Oh, you're in such high demand, goodness!" Um, kind of like doing this thing, like I'm cool with this, but also like, "Oh, look at me with my with my yeah." You could tell wanted the, lady the white hot rage slash <laughs> yeah. like gross possession. Um, yeah, uh, and then Evan kind of debriefs with with Jared about his experience chasing Amanda. Uh, and then we look over their shoulder, and that's where we see the pizza moon. It was stupid. It was the moon in the sky made to look like a pizza. Except it was a whole pizza. And when that pizza was brought to Josh, there was a slice already missing. And I, that probably took me out of the like paying attention to the show for a good 10 minutes. Yeah, you're right. How did this happen? What is that? Who did this? Maybe he sat down to eat the pizza... And they left the table, and he sent a production assistant to go get the rest of the pizza. Or maybe it's you leave one for Elijah. (laughs) You know how they do that sometimes? Mm -hmm. They just, like, leave a piece of pizza out for Elijah. For for the Mexico beach guest. For Mexican Passover. Mm Mm-hmm. That's just a thing that they do. It's an unleavened crust. It did look like thin thin crust, so could have been unleavened. We don't know. (laughs) Is cheese good to go? That's kosher, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, though? I don't know. You don't know? I'm not 100%, and I'm sorry. Okay. I don't remember eating cheese at Seder before. Uh, So this is, speaking of um, getting up for food, I don't know. No, that's not a good segue. This is is the point in the show when I asked you to take notes, because I was going to get myself some dinner. Oh, yeah, we're going to get that El El, El Pollo Reggio. You wrote down Daniel shaves Vinny's back 
comma thoroughly. Yeah, like Dan, they're looking for this razor. I think the 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 ladies are looking for a razor, and um, it's revealed that Danny has it, and he is just shaving the hell out of Vinny's back, getting him smooth. Does like a Vinny dolphin seem back to there. be a hairy person? No, but well, I don't know because he says, "Why didn't Daniel says, why didn't you do this before you came here?" And Vinny says, "I did. That's just how fast it grows back." But I didn't even think. I mean. When you look at Vinny, he doesn't seem that no, he, he doesn't, doesn't seem that hairy. So maybe it's just although the standards he is are very a barber, high. so maybe he just is really intense um, about his grooming. Maybe, but yeah, I he doesn't seem like somebody who would be very furry. He does. He's not. I don't think he is. I think it's just this show. D- d- is anybody especially furry on this show? No, and I think everybody's just trying to stay on par. Josh might be. Josh. Josh, I don't he's know. very dark. He's dark. He probably has like, yeah. And he, you can tell he puts a lot of work into his eyebrows. Dan, all I'm saying is Daniel sets a tone, and that is perfectly hairless, like the Oscar statue. During uh, <laughs> during Andy's season, I remember becoming distracted by how manicured uh, Josh's eyebrows were. This season, I, I haven't think they, I, it as much, I, but I think they have to be. I think that's like work that he has to put in every single morning. Mm-hmm. Hard work. Hard work. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, so uh, it is time for the cocktail party. Does that sound right? Yeah, probably. I mean, we're about 12 minutes into the episode. It seems right to me. Yeah, he comes out. Chris Harrison comes out in a nice beige suit. He's looking good. Can I say something, Chris H? When you put in the effort, bud, you mm-hmm. look good, man. I know. And uh, the reason I know it's a cocktail party is that I wrote down Sweaty Josh. Sweaty Josh. Oh, my God. And Chris Harrison, like, lays him out for it. Like, good Lord, man. What happened to you? He's in this, like, white linen shirt, uh, which, you know, most people choose on the beach because it is is a very breathable, light fabric. Uh, he is drenched. It's, it's like that that white fabric shirt is like a like a napkin that you put on some like your pizza on the top of the pizza to like get it out, get it degreased, and then that napkin is completely see through. That's about what we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's so dry. You like everybody else is mostly dry, and this dude is just collapsing like the that one guy in i think x-men 2 we just like turns into water right there in the in, in the the doctor's office and he turns or to, like alex mack like alex mack it's an alex mack situation it's a much better one much more relatable uh and uh he says to um chris amanda oh. says to amanda like it's really hot and she's like yeah it's really hot she is completely dry completely flawless well and she's sitting right next to him and i just feel so bad as much as you like a p- person and yeah. she clearly likes him very much. You don't want that. I don't think you want you that. You don't want to get them on you. No. To take with you parts of them. Yeah. Uh, so where we left off last week, Christian and Daniel were kind of in a competition for Sarah. Mm-hmm. So this cocktail party is an opportunity kind of for them to, to make their case because the women are in charge. Uh, so Christian pulls her aside and they talk about how great their date was. And then Daniel interrupts. Um, and she starts talking about how much he makes her smile. And then she tells us, the viewer, that they have not kissed yet. Yeah. Um, so in this moment, and it's really kind of a sweet moment. He's a sweet boy. I don't know what you want. Um, he talks about how excited he is and he makes his leg kind of shake like a dog that he's so excited. Yeah. Um, and then a bee stings him on the face. (laughs) I forgot. Yeah. And she pulls the stinger out of his face. Yeah. That's love. Yeah. And then uh, and then they do kiss. 
And then Sarah tells us that it was, quote, wasn't the best kiss. Well, you know what? It was his first time doing it to any person ever. So why don't you cut him a little bit of slack? That, I'm saying that was the first kiss he's ever had. Griffin, have you in your romantic life had a lot of bad kisses? Um, define had. Like, have I distributed any? I like to think no. <laughs> no, I'm saying, have you left a scenario and thought that person is not a good kisser? Because I can only maybe think of yeah, one time. Yeah, I, I can think of one. Um, and it's and it's it is a big bummer. It it's is a, a big huge, bummer. Huge bummer. I had a I had a friend. I'm not going to name names, but I had a friend who um, was known to kind of like um, pursue women, not in like a, a necessarily creepy way, but just like once they liked somebody, they were very uh, single minded about yeah. it, and they would get very attached very quickly. And then they they uh, finally went on a date with that person, and they kissed, and it was like so bad that they dropped the case. <laughs> oh, no. I'm saying this. It sounds like I'm talking about me. It super wasn't me. Um, yeah, but yeah, I can think of one time that it, it happened, and I I think it may have actually was been, that for you? May have been a sign. Yeah. So then you just it could out. have been my fault too. It could just be some people are just incompatible. I just mentioned that because Carly said the thing about Evan, and then Sarah said the thing about Daniel, and it just makes me wonder about all these adult men. Who are still just? It could be an incompatibility issue, though. Like you come in, you come in a person, you don't know. Well, there's, there's so many variables. How wide is my mouth going to be? How open is the mouth going to be? Uh, and you're I, saying if they're the right people, they just they calibrate. Quickly? I'm saying everybody has like a set range of numbers that they use vis a vis width, depth, height, um, moisture. You don't think some people are just force. objectively good kissers how many and objectively newton, bad kissers? How many newtons of force are you applying to the kiss? Like, this, it's a it's a touchy thing. Everybody learns how to, everybody figures out how to kiss. Like, everybody learns how they do kiss. And so, like, I think if the two are so, if the two are really, really different, if you get a small mouther and a big mouther together, like, that's going to be a bad time. <laughs> I'm serious. That's a real, that's got to be a real thing. It's got to be a real thing. Yeah, it's like who would be a small mouther though? Who? There are people who think like that's how you do it. You make your lips real firm, real small, and you just get in there. And, you... <laughs> and some people come at you like, you know? Yeah. No. Josh, ha- Josh and Amanda. Josh and Amanda. They're both big mouthers. They both do it the same way. Yeah. Obviously, like they like doing it very much. I that's think it's because they found like kind of a, a, good a mirror in the other person. Uh, and so cocktail party. We're kind of closing the loop on a lot of stuff from last week. So the twins are still upset that Brandon couldn't discern between the two of them. And so there's some question about whether Brandon will get a rose. Yeah. Um, Nick is very distraught. He is. Yeah. He doesn't know who could possibly pick him. Yeah. He doesn't have a connection. It's on crazy. It. You know, like it's Nick. You know, Run, it, runner up. It's like super fan favorite yeah professional runner up nick he's yeah. at least got to come in second yeah <laughs> um so then we cut to josh and amanda that are making out again and then evan interrupts a second time Just gonna pop in real quick and this is when evan loses uh loses some ground with us because he interrupts and this time, he wants to warn Amanda about Josh. And because their- we're such good friends. You're a friend to me now. Yeah. Uh, like now that we're friends. Now that we're friends, I do want to let you know that this book says some some bad stuff about Josh. And it just... Um, and, and 
good on him, yeah, you know, I mean, as a friend. The book does say some pretty bad stuff. But it seems pretty transparent that he made a play for Amanda. For it sure. didn't go where he thought it went. And, and behind the, we get the behind the scenes, like, interview part um, where he says, like, well, since I've been friend zoned by Amanda, and it's like, but that's it. Like, boop, you're up, you're gone. I got friend zoned by her. Like, this whole time, this, this show has been so unconcerned with telling us what Amanda, like, who amanda likes i mean uh, clearly it's josh right like or else why would she be spending so much time with him but then to have evan be like "Ah, she friend zoned me Ah, i got friend zoned such the fucking dumb (laughs) uh so yeah i I put evan in my mental garbage can at that point yeah like i i feel like evan there's a lot that's sympathetic about him sure um people have been posting his tweets in in the rose buddies group and like he's a funny guy he says some funny stuff and like he's a big jubilee fan you know i'm a fan of that but like um on on this show there is some real like piss kid to the max like dictionary definition stuff yeah and so so evan goes to talk to uh to talk to josh or not to talk no no what what happens is amanda gets upset about this and talks to some other folks about these these revelations, including Lace. And then Lace yeah. is telling somebody else, like, yeah, apparently Evan went to Amanda and just, like, told her all this yeah, stuff Lace about Josh. Yeah, Lace is telling Grant. Just, like, dumping all this stuff on Grant. And she looks behind her, and Josh is sitting immediately behind her. She's like, oh, sorry, I didn't know you no, were there. Well, it was weird is when they pan the camera back. So the camera is zoomed in on Lace and Grant. And Lace is just like, oh, man, you wouldn't believe it. Evan went to go warn Amanda about Josh and and say all these things about how he was abusive and then they pan the camera out because grant says oh well i'm going to talk to josh about that pan it out josh is sitting right next to grant and yeah. she like moves her Didn't head re- like, like one degree to yeah, the left. yeah and it's like oh oh sorry bud oh you're right there um and this sets off a like which makes you wonder did josh like sidle up and sit down without lace noticing. His name in somebody's mouth. I don't know, but this kicks off a, a series of uh, Josh activities that like so f- firmly cements what type of dude that is in oh my, my mind. Gosh. Where like he goes, he goes and finds Evan. He's like, "Come on, bud, we, we we need to have a talk. Anything you need to tell me?" Um, coming coming at Evan with this like attitude of like, "I'm ready for my apology now." Uh, which Evan, to his credit, doesn't give him. Like, Evan, mm-hmm. like, doesn't give him the, the like, oh, I'm sorry, man, I should have come and talked to you first. Evan's, like... Josh, uh, Josh, uh, he, he speechifies, yeah. is, is the verb I want to use. He just says, you know, don't judge me without knowing me. My, only, only my family knows me, and God knows me. God knows the truth, which I mentioned last week, like, the, this idea of, like, I'm it's clearly like a rehearsed thing right like mm-hmm. uh, okay uh, I'm gonna about to go on this show if this comes up here are the four things that I'm going to say yeah. and this idea of just like well God knows the truth so that's honest I'm that that my because I'm a he says fictional account again there's a fictional account written by a troubled person and you know yeah. God God knows the truth so like mm-hmm. because I'm bringing my 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 faith into it like now that's unassailable so like God mm-hmm. knows the truth God knows the truth God knows the truth he says like four times this and episode. Evan so, says quote you're so polished yeah. You know all the right things to Which say. Which is like, yeah, Evan, like slam yeah. dunk. That's exactly he has polished it with with a uh uh he's practiced it quite a bit. And Josh is like, What are you saying? I would never put on a front. Um and Evan's like, if this is really not true, if she's really saying these things about you that are factually incorrect, why wouldn't you sue her for libel? 
Uh, at which point Josh is like, oh, I don't want to get involved in that. You know, God has a plan and I pray for her happiness and I have no reason to explain myself or engage in that. Um, and, and Evan tells us the viewer, he's like, you know, he just hits me with this ocean of words and all these inspirational quotes. Um, and, and so it's not a volatile confrontation. It's not everybody, I think everybody was worried that Josh was like a punch Evan in the face or something. And it wasn't like that. Um, but it became clear they were not, they were not buddies. Like, why wouldn't he tell, like, all he ever says is, oh, she's a liar and everything in, in, in that book is false and my family knows the truth and I know the truth, so that's what's up. Like, why not talk about, like, what 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 happened, like, from from your POV instead of just being like, oh, she's, she's lying. Yeah. She, he won't even say, like, yeah, well, you know, we were engaged and it didn't work out. I mean, uh, yeah, or make some kind of case for, you know, why it didn't work out from his but perspective. But instead, all he comes at with is, yeah. like, this shit, which just makes me think it's 100% that that book is canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Nick also goes to talk to Amanda to kind of warn her. And this, like, yeah. Amanda seems like she's given pause at this point, but, like, we know it's... Nick also says, quote, as a friend. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. He, you know, he's like, you know, and I hope it's not true, but... And Amanda's like, well, now I should really think about it, but we all know where that rose is going. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Amanda makes it sound like maybe she's on the fence, but it's, it's, not. it's she's not. Let's get to that rose here. Uh, so, Lace picks Grant, Izzy picks Vinny. Loving it, loving it. Emily picks Jared, uh, Amanda picks Josh, and then Sarah is is deciding between Daniel and Christian, and she picks Daniel. Beautiful boy. Be beautiful a very hair, different show boy. without Daniel. I can't imagine, man. Uh, Carly doesn't know who she's going to pick because she's not really vibing with anybody. Yeah, she um, says she's either going to pick Nick, who she's like friends with, or uh, Evan, and it's like, well, the latter one is just going to make that dude collapse in on himself mm-hmm. yeah so carly picks evan yeah and she says like oh he knows you know he i knows. hope he this knows is a platonic it doesn't happen and then evan tells us quote maybe i can sneak back in <laughs> yeah she closed the door on me but she forgot to lock it evan evan evan, evan you're the creepiest that's the creepiest way of referring to anything bud mm-hmm he, that has to be one of those things where, like, he said, he, she closed the door on me, but she forgot to lock it. Oh, my God. That sounds horrible. Don't use that in the episode, please. That makes me sound super creepy. Please don't use that. You won't use it in the episode? Thank you. Thank you. Maybe that's giving him a bit yeah, of a doubt again. Yeah, that's giving him a lot of credit. Um, and so that means Christian's going home. And then Haley, who went on a date with Brandon, um, but Brandon didn't. Or did she? Didn't uncover the switcheroo. Haley um, decides to pick Nick because she thinks Nick deserves to find love. Which Brandon is like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks, but okay. Um, yeah, so Christian and Brandon go home. Oh, did, I think Haley did that because now she'll never have to figure out a way to tell Brandon that she did a switcheroo, a parent, that she parent-trapped him. But good. <laughs> that, that, that she, who, me, her, to him. So hard on their date. They can't play that card again, which is such a, like... They, I think I feel like they blew the the switcheroo parent trap. No, I know, stunt. I know. They should have done it when there were more stakes. I know. You know, it'd be better if Emily or one of, or Haley goes on a date 
and then they go to the bathroom for like 10 minutes and then they part their hair on the other side and come out and then the other person's like you switched didn't oh, you and they have to good. convince like no super not they also provided some hints on how to tell the difference between uh, they did. And Emily, which I super duper appreciate in a very genuine way one of see I didn't I know the differences. I don't know who the differences belong to. One of them to. has more. Haley, I think, has like a little moles on the left side of her f- cheek, and uh, her ears are pierced all the way up the ear. While Emily, I think, her ears are just pierced at the bottom of the ear. A lot of okay. there's some clues. I need to memorize them, but th- you know. it's super helpful for, for for me to know. They were on the after show too, and I was in since they're sitting right next to each other. Uh, I was like trying to look at both of them and identify which was which and yeah. lock it in, and I still didn't do it's it. Tough, it's tough. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that was the rose ceremony. Let's let's rose ceremony next day. Yeah. And this is when Kaila zero zero one arrives. If you missed um us talking about Ben's season of the 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 first season we covered here on Rose Buddies, Kaila zero zero one or zero zero two. We've decided she's actually in her like terminator 2 like beach because sa- if sand gets in the zero zero one model that's the fucking <laughs> that's what happened that's what happened that's why she didn't know until the last minute no she made it to the beach area of of the of bincy's in the back i forget where they went um but they went somewhere beachy and she showed up on the beach and she malfunctioned because the sand got in her oh, gears and servos. And, and that's why then, she was eliminated. And then the Axeman has no place in his heart I'm for malfunctions. There's a point later in this week's episodes where she indicates that she didn't decide to come until last minute. Maybe they were really they making were some final final uh, updates to the model. Filters and such mm-hmm. for sand to keep them out of her servos. And and again, for those of you that didn't listen to Ben's season, part of the reason that we indicated she was a robot is that she seemed like the most clearly engineered woman for the show. Yeah. Um, Emily refers to her as being perfect over and over and over and over and over again yeah. uh, in this episode. And it's like, we say that she's a robot in jest because she's literally... She's literally flawless. She is without flaw. Say, mm-hmm. She was before. She had one flaw, which was sand. And, but now <laughs> that's been worked out. Like, she is just a lean, mean human machine. She's not mean, though. She's perfect. A perfect temperament. The one thing I appreciated, so everybody's exclaiming about how attractive she is. And then Lace sees her and turns to the people she's with and says, like, oh, yeah, she was the one that was supposed to be the bachelorette. But then JoJo took over. <laughs> That is what happened. Like, she was supposed to be the Bachelorette. It's weird because nobody has ever really talked about that or acknowledged that until Lace just casually said it in that episode, which I appreciated. She did get dirty, though. I mean, JoJo was a good Bachelorette, but... And I don't know that Kayla would have been as... Kayla just would have been, like, the most, like, Bachelorette, Bachelorette to ever Bachelorette. Well, and you would have never questioned any of her decisions. Like, it just would have been like, oh, yes, no, that was clearly the right call. Yeah, that's the... Every single time. Uh, So, Nick and Jared uh, celebrate her hair. They talk about her hair together, which I They just want to shampoo her. Yeah. And then Nick Nick gets excited because Nick hasn't found a a woman yet, and so he kind of talks to her. Yeah. And he makes a comment that we enjoy. He, like, compliments her outfit and says, wait, is is it a dress or a gown? Which yeah, I, dude. I yeah, that's a butt, that she's wearing a beach ball gown. I enjoyed the distinction. 
She's wearing a wedding dress on the beach, you dum-dum. Now, Griffin, if I had to ask you, is one, is there a difference between a dress and a gown? And two, what is that difference? How would you answer? Well, I think a gown has to be like ankle length, right? Like a gown has to, I don't think there's such a thing as like a knee length gown, right? And I also think it's like the difference between suit and tuxedo, right? Like a suit can be varying levels of formality, but like a tuxedo is like, of mm-hmm. the most formal that it gets. Am I close? I mean, I here's the thing. I was under the assumption that there is... This, this is not like a dress or a skirt. There's no firm distinction that every woman knows. I think there's. A, I think a skirt is just like the bottom part. Yeah, exactly. But I have met many men who were not aware. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> no, I just think gown is like a... It, it denotes form- formality. This is like square rectangle, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you wouldn't call, for example, a, a sundress a gown. No. I mean, you only refer to, like, wedding, like, a, a, a prom gown. Like, you wear gowns at prom and wedding and quinceanera. And Oscar. And Oscar. <laughs> and your Oscar quinceanera. <laughs> your Oscar quinceanera. Uh, so, so then Jared talks to Kayla and they talk um, kind of admirably about each other and how well they've handled themselves uh, on their their respective seasons. They are, they are. We kind of realize they are essentially the other person from in, in relation to the seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette that they were on. Yeah, they, they both get kind of burned. They both make it fairly far. They're both like pretty good at just being the thing, right? Like they're yeah. both good at being on the show. Very likable. Very likable, but like third third place. I think Jared comes in third or fourth. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Jared. Jared didn't even make it to hometowns. Did he not? Well, do you remember meeting any of Jared's family? No, I would remember. I think he gets left. Definitely would not remember that. (laughs) I think he gets left when they're abroad. They're in like Scotland or something. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, and so, um, they're talking. Emily's getting nervous because at this point, Emily has her eyes on Jared. Then Kayla picks Jared. And Jared goes to have a talk with it. Well, actually, he takes Kayla's eyes like, and Kayla's like, oh, oh, you're with somebody else. I get it. I get it. I get it. He's like, no, I definitely am going to date you. I just got to go break up with this other one. Yeah. So Jared, when she asks him to go on the the one-on-one date, which is what I meant by picks, uh, he says, okay, well, hold on. Let me go talk to Emily. Yeah. And so he goes and is like, oh, Emily, you're so great. You're so great. And you'll find someone someday. But have you seen her hair? It's amazing. I got to (laughs) go. Um, which was respectful. That, that's kind of the thing that everybody hopes for. Yeah, sure. And, um, but Emily sees this as an opportunity. Unfortunately, before Jared can kind of break it off, Emily's like, oh, hey, by the way, uh, I feel really strongly and I feel like I haven't made that clear to you and I really, really like you. And then Jared's anyway, like... Anyway, go ahead and break up with me. Here we go. <laughs> um, and so Emily gets really upset and she's like complaining to Nick and she's just like, oh my gosh, I just... I'm usually the one breaking hearts. I'm just not used to having my heart broken. And you're on the wrong show statistically. And Nick is kind of a great Nick is kind of a great person to talk to because he's like, "Hey, it's okay to be hurt. I have proposed to two women that have said no on national television." Like Nick has been actually really This is not forever. I've really enjoyed yeah. that, especially in these these two episodes. Nick has been really I feel like really terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've really enjoyed Nick on this season of BIP. He's, yeah. he's he's kind of falling into that like audience surrogate role a bit. He um, takes the role as kind of the franchise veteran very seriously. Yeah. Uh, so they go on a horse date. 
it's another horse date with Kayla and Jared. Um, and they, they ride horses. They go to the ocean. They have coconut drinks. Uh, they really hit it off. Uh, Jared makes a reference to Ace Ventura. All righty then, he says. Yeah, not to Kayla. I think he's smarter than than to use it in front of Kayla. No, he, to Kayla he says, do mm-hmm. not go in there. P-A-R-T-Y, because I gotta. They call me Cuban Pete. Oh, see, now you're mixing. Mm-hmm. Bruce oh, Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Nice. He just says Bruce Almighty. Uh, so while they're uh, on this date and they're making out, uh, we look back at the beach uh, for some Daniel antics. Some Dantics. What's Dan? What's Dan up to? Well, hey Dan, what you doing? They're all hanging out on one of those uh, beach mattresses. <laughs> what are those called? I think I think they're just called beach mattresses. Yeah, parabolas. Parabolas. That's definitely <laughs> definitely it, baby. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a it's a, a can, canopy like a palapa. Palapa. Is that pa- right? I think palapa might be it. Yeah. I'm just remembering when Chris Harrison says, "Come join me in the, in in the rose palapa." palapa. In the palapa. No, it's not. Then it's not a palapa. Okay. No one's sure what they're called, but okay. I'm sure it's a, just a beautiful, beautiful Spanish word. Beach mattress. Beach mattress is good. That's what it loosely translates to in the English tongue. Vinny is laying on his back with his eyes closed. Daniel comes up with a straw. Oh, these dancings are so rough. He inserts water into Vinny's belly button. Vinny does not move. No, uh, I think Vinny's passed out. And the Daniel has enough time to then um, extend his long, spindly <laughs> Canadian proboscis. Well, it's a straw. You know what I mean. Uh, and then he sucks the water back up. Um, <laughs> at which point, Vinny does come to. Everybody enjoys it. It's it's, it's there's so many stages to, that like make it so good like you see daniel creeping up on vinny you're like uh-oh uh-oh what's he gonna do and then you see him pour water in vinny's belly button and it stays perfectly there like he does a perfect pour yeah it's just so the that's right amount two, that's two funny things one that he makes a little lake uh in vinny but then that he also perfectly per like so that the 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 surface tension like holds it perfectly <laughs> in vinny's belly and you're like fuck that's really funny dude that's a good prank daniel that's oh my god there's more to the prank and then you see him stick the straw, and you're like, oh, he's just going to go in and back out. But no, he goes in, and he sips it. Yeah. He sips it from his tum-tum. And then he, he spits it out, but does confess that some of it... Some of it gets in. Some of it stays in his mouth. What was the thing that happened in the first episode of his season, though, where he says, you don't touch another man's belly button? Or he, does he I go- think he poked Evan in the he belly button. He poked Evan's belly button. So this man definitely has... He's got a belly an, button ...an thing. umbilical fetish. Maybe it's because he has such little body fat that he has no recess in his belly button. He can't make his own tummy legs. And he legs. enjoys that other people do. He's gotta make it in other people's tummy legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what are you saying? Tummy legs? Tummy lakes. Yeah, like a, like a mm, lake. I like that. Pond. A, that's a uh, belly that's where pond. Griffin and I go in the summertime. To the tummy lakes. Mm-hmm. You've been to the finger lakes? <laughs> Come to the tummy lakes. They're much bigger. <laughs> um, I bet Daniel wishes we could put the finger lakes in the tummy lakes. That's his dream. Uh, during this time, we find out that the... Uh, the established couples, so Vinny, Izzy, Grant, and Lace all get to go on a date together. Yes. They're very excited about that. They call themselves the Four Horsemen? What do they call themselves? 
The Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. That's different. Fantastic Four Horsemen is an apocalypse thing. They had another nickname for themselves, too, as a group. It was like the the group of like solid couples. I can't remember what it was now. No one... It's from a previous episode. Not important. Uh, so, Jared gets back from the date, pulls Emily aside, uh, and Jared says, you know, I know that I've been really reserved, and, and I, I do really like you, and it's not fair for me to lead you both on, but I feel like I should explore things with Kayla. Uh, and Emily gets really upset. Again, and it's like, you went on the one day. Like, this is the thing about this show, is you it, it, not even season to season. In this one season, you can see just how differently people handle stuff. Like, Daniel's about to go on another date with another person, and it is, like, not yeah, a big deal chill. at all. Yeah. Not a big deal at all. Not yeah. even a little bit of a big deal. Emily says some kind of nasty things but in this kind of guileless way that daniel shares where she's just she's just speaking from the heart and she's just saying you know um that she wants to be somebody's priority and she's very kind of sad uh and then she says that most of the guys here are way uglier than her are there, what, was, what was the context of that? She just starts kind of going off. I think she said off. most of the women there were way uglier. Than okay. I don't, I don't know. But she also says that she's like better better than most guys. Yeah, there's some shit. Like she says some shit and she was probably very upset when she said it. And, you know, th- that's neither here nor there. But like the thing is, she's a very, very attractive young woman who just like on this show that's that you keep getting dumped and stuff because it's a TV show about competitive dumping. <laughs> like that's what it is this is a dump con it's the olympics of dumps and like that's why this keeps happening so like it's hard for me to have an especially powerful emotional reaction to stuff like that mm-hmm. um we got to burn this next we got a, like an episode and a half to go and we're 40 okay. minutes in so uh Vinny and izzy grant and lace go on their date they have dinner together um they kind of celebrate the relationship of Vinny and lace in their conversation. Not Vinny and Lace. Don't you dare break up the oh, duos. I'm sorry. Vinny and Izzy. Well, Grant and Izzy would be good too. Gizzy. Grizzy. Grizzly. Grizzly and Vase. <laughs> um, and Izzy says that she's, quote, in it to Vin it, which I just, you know, that's worth mentioning. Yeah, it's cute. This, this, was a cute. this was a surprisingly very cute little scene between all of them. They go to a senior frogs, which... I think exists all over the country. Not sure, because I'm pretty sure they had one in St. Louis. But it seemed like a it seemed like a um, banana banana Joe's. Yeah, there's a there's a phone. It's a giant bar. There's a foam party. Um, There's something called the Grind Pit. Yeah, where the men wriggle around on ladies. It was a lot. It was a lot to take. And then the the women get up on a bar to do some kind of body shot. They're gonna do a Daniel Tummy like. Just an icy, just a frozen lake. A frozen lake. Yeah, they get doused by a woman whose face was blurred out. Yeah, there's a woman who dumps a pitcher on them, and Lace gets very upset. And then Grant kind of steps in, and Lace feels very protected by him. Things have really turned around for Lace, and I'm glad. Because that first episode, you think, like, oh, Lace... Like, yeah, she's is... kind of rowdy, but Grant seems to understand that and not hold it against her. Yeah, no, it's I'm not even that. I'm saying, like, 
it seemed like this season was going to go a very bad way for her. Mm-hmm. And there was like, there was a nice, there were some nice moments in here with her and Grant. I was, I was. Yeah, there's pleased. something to be said for finding a person that kind of motivates you to be your best self. Yeah, sure. And that I think is what Grant is for her. We're talking about two, especially essentially fictional characters right now, but I, I was, <laughs> I was moved. Uh, so meanwhile, while they're on the date, Carly and Sarah get this idea that they're going to hold their own couple date up in the Rose Palapa. Uh, They're going to pretend that it's their apartment and they're going to invite Daniel and Evan over for uh, food and drink. This this was the scene where I was like, this is some high school stuff of like Carly kind of stringing Evan along a bit with the aid of the other two people there. Like, you know, you're a really cute couple. Daniel was like, Daniel was hysterical during this whole thing. Like, Evan, you're such a good looking guy, isn't he, Carly? He was, yeah. He was like, doesn't Evan look handsome tonight? And Carly's like, yeah, I guess he does look handsome. And But but then, like, there's this unintended cruelty to that because Evan hears that and immediately, like, falls completely in love. Mm-hmm. It, it, the whole situation, I don't think there was a hint of malice being displayed by anybody there, but the things that were happening were so, so, so bad and uncomfortable. Yeah, Daniel tries to motivate them to kiss again. He's talking about their world record kiss, which uh, Evan remembers in detail. <laughs> it's like, how long was that kiss? It was like, it's a while. And Evan was like, one minute and 44 seconds exactly. I'm like, <laughs> oh man, he'll never forget how long that kiss was, I don't think. Which somebody pointed out in the Guinness, did we talk about this? The Guinness oh, uh, listing for this kiss. You can find the Guinness listing for this kiss. And it says they accomplished it on their second attempt. What's up, ABC? You got caught with your pants down, huh? Because they put you on blast. Where's the original cut? Where's the first cut? Huh, mm-hmm. ABC? Let's yeah, what it. happened that first time? That first time. And you made him do it again. You made him do it a second time and didn't show us the first, huh? That's pretty bad, huh? Uh, anyway, this whole scene was just really uncomfortable. Like Evan reading way, 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 way too much into things. Carly kind of stringing him on in a way that I don't think was like malicious or I, yeah, I don't she even... likes him in that she wants to like you know be pals and she's just going there too quick. But but us as the viewer, like with this omniscient like perspective, like we know that everything she's doing w- without being intentional. And I, I think of like another dude that she was like actually into came into the house the next minute she would drop this whole exactly. situation. Evan is like so into it, so fallen deep into it. Um, but like at the same time, I'm not willing to absolve Evan because like holy shit, does he do some weird stuff? Holy shit, does he do some unhealthy shit? Yeah, so they're they're kind of walking back from their evening, and Evan tries to go in for a kiss, and Carly oh. says no to the kiss. She's like, let's just hug, let's not kiss. At this point, my skeleton had like poked its head in the front door, just like everything okay in here? <laughs> no, 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 everything's not okay. Um. And and then it immediately they go to Carly going back to her, her room with Sarah, and then they cut back, and Evan is laying in bed, and a producer is trying to shake him awake, and he is not wakening. Whether this is real or not, it is awakening's m- not a word. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whether this situation was real or not, this producer's performance was the fakey fakest shit I'd ever seen. Like Evan, yeah, Evan. Evan. Evan, wake up, Evan. Evan, please wake up. Evan. Evan, please wake up. Please wake up, Evan. Please awakening. 
Um, and Evan doesn't wake up, and so they call in Medico. And Medico. Carly and Sarah are talking, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I think he's just really drunk. He's really drunk. He wasn't super. Wasn't like he didn't see. Maybe that dude just holds his. Maybe I'm used to seeing like drunk people on this show get like buck wild, but Evan was not especially buck wild. Um, but anyway, Evan doesn't wake up, so they call in the medical staff and Carly and uh, Sarah hear this and and rush in there. And somebody and then, on the medical team is like, he's wearing a cast on his foot. And like, apparently he's later we find they don't address it. Yeah, we we notice it for the first time as the viewer. The medical team does not address it. Later we find out that he's taking medicine for his ankles, which is like something. What is that? Does he have gout? What does that mean? His ankle or something. I don't think it's a big deal. Okay. Uh, But when the medical team arrives, he is awake and alert. And And he's like, like, I don't know what happened, man. I don't know. I just was lying here, and everybody was here. I'm okay. You can leave. And the medical team is a woman who doesn't seem concerned about him, but feels like maybe he should have some observation. Yeah, and so he gets a big grin on his face, and Carly's like, please, no, please, please, no, please, no, please, God, no. But she ends up staying. But yeah, but here's the thing, and this is this is something that made everybody watching the uncomfortable, but Evan is not the type to be like, you know, you better stay with me or I'm going to, you know, throw you down the stairs. Right. So she, but she decides to stay, and then they start making out in bed. Uh, and then Carly tells us that he's weird, but maybe she's attracted to weird. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot of confusion. It's, it's confusing. It's like it's not. It's not the type of thing. I mean, only God knows the truth. That's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but like, it, it, we don't know if Carly's really into him. That's fine. But like, the tactics dog was busted. The tactics was oh, for so sure. bad, bad tactics. But apparently, an effective tactic is guess what? It's gonna happen again here in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, Nick is on the beach alone, uh, and we cut to Josh and Amanda, and so many soft moans. And there's a lot of suggestion via old-fashioned movie technique that a, a you know a train is going into a tunnel, waves are going on rocks. There's a fountain erupting. It's and good fireworks. shit. I mean, I'm, I'm so, you know I've been critical of the edits. This one, Pizza Moon. Come on, I could do that shit I in the Adobe Pizza Premiere. Moon. But this was this was good. This yeah, was good stuff. basically a lot of a lot of old timey suggestions. But they were so so completely like. They may as well have just shown like a big dick. Yeah. Like this is about as like uh they they were not abstracting it in the at all. Um But yeah, but it's just a suggestion of Nick continues to be alone and Josh and Amanda continue to be intimate together. Yeah. Uh and then we cut to Kayla and Jared and they're playing cards together and they're just having a great time. Um and Kayla and Jared are telling us, you know, that they they feel good about each other. And then there's ominous music. And somebody is coming down the stairs. And it is Ashley I. Who wanted this? Who asked for this? Who in the audience wanted this? Who at ABC wanted this? Who wanted this? Who decided that this was that this story still had some juice left in it? Let's keep just wringing her dry. She shows up and tells Chris Harrison right away, "I'm back in paradise because I'm still in love with Jared." Bing, bang, boom! No dancing around it. Mm-hmm. Like no, like 
no no crazy ex-girlfriend like you know i didn't move to west covina for josh um <laughs> like just straight up like i'm just in love with jared up. i'm like, and i will claim him and she suggests that in the interim between bip seasons that they have been in touch that their relationship has been up and down and sometimes they kiss and sometimes they sleep in the same bed and this whole time, I'm like, I shouldn't be hearing any of this. Mm-hmm. This relationship is is badong, both bad and wrong, and so bad and wrong. Does does Chris ask what date what base they get? They get what, what base, base they yeah. got to? And she's like, Well, I shouldn't. I promised myself but I wouldn't second. tell. But second base. But second base. There's a lot of debate uh, about which one that is. But let's just say. Yeah, well, how do you understand it? I understand it as, like... Number one's kissing, right? First base is kissing, uh-huh. I think. I think second base is over the clothes stuff. And I think third base you get under the clothes finally. And then fourth base is... Anal, I think. I don't <laughs> oh, Griffin. Fourth base is penetration. I I understood second base was hand stuff. Just anything where your hands are involved. Interesting. And then third base is, is mouth mouth to genital stuff. See, I think that would be a, that would be a, like an, in the park, in the parker. Oh. A, a lot of people don't know this though. There's a fifth base, the batter's mound, the pit, the batter's mound, the pitcher's mound. Cause after you cross home plate, you go back to the batter's mound. <laughs> you go to the, well, you can go to the pitcher's mound. Nobody talks about this. It's like a baseball rule. You can just run to the pitcher's mound and you get an extra point. <laughs> and what is that sexually? Um, um would you the, rather not say yeah i mean I, I i would rather keep that a secret between us okay yeah. i don't want to tell i don't want to dirty air out my dirty laundry i'm okay. not ashley i but we can talk about it later yeah we can talk about you know nose play shit oh nose play is really great <laughs> um okay so that's the end of the episode we had we had like a little thing with an iguana at the end of the episode yeah it was fine so we cut back next episode ashley talking to chris Ashley saying she's only going to cry three times to allow herself three cuts. Okay, we should explain about Ashley. She her whole thing was her and she she's desperately desperately in love with Jared. Just so wildly in love with Jared, and she cries like very much. She was on. She cried a lot on Crystal's season. She cried a too. lot on Crystal's season. Crystal's uh, sent her and another woman who is not well liked Kelsey home, Kelsey home in the same two on one date, uh, and it was one of the m- most memorable two-on-one dates probably ever he literally um strands them in the badlands and we get this helicopter view of both of them just like standing surrounded by like volcanic ash as crystals flies away from them um it was but yeah her whole thing is like she's just a very emotional person oh and she is a virgin uh which like is the i the, you don't need me to tell you because the show will do it every 14 seconds yeah exactly so uh ashley comes down the stairs uh Jared sees her, like, breaks into a cold sweat uh, and looks very stressed out. And Jared immediately tells Ashley I, hey, I've been kind of, you know, I went out on a date with Emily um, and then Kayla arrived and I went out on a date with Kayla and I've been kind of hanging out with Kayla. And immediately... She Ashley reaches into her purse and pulls out a little card and she punches out uh, one of three um, cry redemption <laughs> yeah. uh, holes. She kind of keeps it together a little bit, but then pulls the twins aside and then just falls apart. Yeah. 
Um, which I don't, is weird because like Emily's there, and Emily was also very uh, jilted by Jared. Um, but yeah, Emily kind of is doesn't pull any punches and says, you know, I've never seen Jared so excited yeah. and assertive is true, about dog. a like, woman. If you don't know Jared, like he, his whole thing is he's just like not enthusiastic about anyone like any person i didn't even think he was that enthusiastic about caitlin i know um but as soon as kyla with those, that perfect hair and that sandproof chassis rolls up like <laughs> everybody was he, he was like excited in a way that we just have not seen before and this is when ashley says that she was worried about kayla that Kayla was specifically the one that she was most worried about. And that they had met before this. Mm -hmm. uh, She didn't think Kayla was going to agree to be on the show, one thing. But she made Kayla promise that if she did go on the show, she wouldn't go after Jared. And if that's all true, it's the most banana cakes thing I've ever heard. To think like... You're not going to be on this show, but if you do, you have to promise not to yeah. date the person and so I like who doesn't like Part like of me. the reason she's upset is that she feels so betrayed by her friend Kayla, who told her that she wouldn't go on the show. And was, It's just the most, yeah. it's, the, it's the wildest thing. But it's also like, you know, you know, Ashley, you know, if you have to tell a person that... You know it's not meant to be with the person you like. If you have to tell this person, like, oh, you're totally his type and he would like you a whole lot. So you're not allowed to date him because he's mine. Mm -hmm. You know, Ashley. Like, Griffin and I are really in love and we're really married. But if he ever goes anywhere and Michelle Trachtenberg is there. That's who you pull for me? Yeah. Really? Didn't you used to have a thing for her? I've never. No, and I've certainly never. Told you as much when you were like a teen. I thought you were into her. I thought she was on your Not team really. list. Really? I mean, like Lacey Chabert, nineteen ninety eight, Lost in Space just came out. Like that was sort of more of my like age appropriate like crush. Yeah, I couldn't remember her name. Lacey Chabert. Yeah, I could remember Michelle Trachtenberg. I couldn't remember Lacey Chabert. No, no, not Michelle Trachtenberg. She's a lovely woman. I'm sure she's fine. Okay, so you're saying I do need to worry about Lacey Chabert, though. No, because I'm married to you. <laughs> you know how I do. I need to call Lacey Chabert right now and say, if Griffin goes anywhere without me, you need to not but be in this, if, if this, if we're doing the Ashley I. Jared scenario, this would be, I am super, like, I would have to super not be into you. Like, that. that's, that's the scenario that yeah. we're at, where Jared is not into Ashley I, because they've had a few chances at this, and it hasn't worked out yet. And so, like... I, I I don't know why this keeps happening. I don't know why Ashley. I I I get sometimes you just get that little thing in your brain, and it's like, well, it's that person or bust. I don't know why she keeps trying this thing out, and I don't know. I genuinely don't know why ABC keeps subjecting us to this. It's not even dramatic anymore. It's not interesting because you know exactly what the fuck's gonna happen each time, and it's not entertaining anymore. It's not even cruel. I don't even think it's cruel. It's just nothing. She's going to show up, and he's not going to be into it, and he's going to tell her in a very calm, plain way, and then she's going to get super upset about it. I think they like her tears. I think their tear, her tears give the show strength. But they have oceans of them. It's nothing. It's not anything anymore. It's obviously very sad for Ashley I that this is true, but it's not anything anymore because you keep, it's your only, it's one of your four stories, and you keep fucking driving it into the ground. Nobody wants to see this anymore. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. It's not like anybody out in the world is rooting for Ashley I and Jared to finally make it work. No, there's nobody. Nobody's. This is 
I've been on, I've, I know the face of so many Tumblr communities at this point. Nobody's shipping these two on the planet. There is no holdout who's like, I still think Ashley, I, and Jared are gonna, there's nobody. There's nobody. Um, there are more people shipping like Jorge and Carly than there are. <laughs> There is further evidence, though, that they like her tears because a la Claire, she gets the treatment of I'm talking to a producer, but we're going to make it look like I'm talking to an animal. Uh, Which he actually says, like, you know, they're going to turn you into a raccoon when this is over, right? Yeah. In this example, it is a parrot. Yeah. And the parrot says some very mean things. Yeah, the parrot starts getting a little salty, which I didn't think was necessary. Um, Yeah, this whole situation is just so, like, I, everybody in the group is talking about how they're exploiting Ashley, which is true, but like you, every single human being involved in this production, including Jared and Ashley, knew exactly what was going to happen. Jared maybe didn't know. They maybe didn't tell Jared that Ashley was going to roll up. And they apparently didn't tell Ashley that well, Kayla was Well, later there. in the episode, Jared does say, I knew this was going to happen. Like, he does seem to seem... Well, like- he knew in sort of the cosmic sense. Yeah. It's just like, it is, it's, again, it's another thing where it's hard for me to feel this like emotional... sorrow for this person because you knew you knew well you're not supposed to feel bad for ashley i you're supposed to feel like i do feel bad for ashley the thing i feel bad for ashley i about is that she's a sweet she's sweet and she's funny because she goes on this date with with daniel and it's like cute and nice and funny and i think she's like i think she's a nice person but this is like Mm -hmm. this is that's who you are to the tv show and i don't think there's any way to change that unless you roll up and keep your cool so, leading up, let's get to that date. Okay. So, uh, Kayla thinks that Ashley is just going to ice her out, but Ashley actually pulls Kayla aside. Um, and Kayla says, I know that you didn't expect to see me. And Ashley's like, yeah, you told me you weren't coming. And Kayla says, oh, I actually just decided to come like two days before they started they finished. Filming. They finished the augmentation. Uh, and Ashley's like, but you said that, that Jared wasn't your type, you know, why did you say that? I don't really believe what you're saying, uh, that you didn't come here for him. And Kayla's like, well, but then I talked to him and I realized that he was my type. And that was a completely bizarre request that you made me agree to. (laughs) No kidding. Uh, so Ashley feels backstabbed, uh, by Kayla and, um, Ashley's like, maybe I should just go home. Maybe I should just leave. And Jared's like, no, 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 you should stay. You should just have fun. You should go out on this date with this date card you have and have fun with somebody else. Um, and Jared sells Daniel because Daniel is is up for grabs. Essentially. And a fun, a fun It person. seems like things have cooled between him and Sarah a Yeah, bit. which is so weird because Sarah sent Christian home and then immediately there was nothing with Daniel. Yeah. Really and I weird. think, I, I mean, I think it's because they're the only, like, one of a couple mature human beings at this thing are just like, you know... It would seem like it was going, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like it's actually that that great a thing. So let's just, you know, have some have some fun and see some other people. Yeah. That's my head canon because the show didn't spend a whole lot of time exploring that subject. <laughs> so Ashley uh, goes to approach Daniel. Daniel is is posed on one of those beach mattresses. <laughs> Made his body ready. <laughs> and and reads the card to Daniel and there's there's something about making a sacrifice. And Daniel's like, oh, what, like, like sacrificing a person? And Ashley's like, oh, well, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, no, he, he says sacrificing like a baby calf. And oh, she's like, no, yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. And he's like, okay, well, I'll go on this date with you because I, I like to eat meat. Yeah. And she's like, 
Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> She's really getting a crash course on the metaphor <laughs> game of, of Daniel. Um, so yeah, Daniel just goes over and tells Sarah, hey, I'm about to go on this date. Uh, and Sarah's like, all right. Have a good, have a good time. Yeah. Um, and Nick tells us, the viewer, I'm not sure what happens when you put an alien and a virgin together. Which, you know, Nick, thank, thanks, Nick, for thanks, Nick. breaking it down for us. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so they go on this date. There's a very active, loud storm going on. And Daniel is fascinated by the fact that Ashley is a virgin and keeps asking questions about... Daniel loses virginity. maybe a few Daniel points in my mind with some of the bad, bad things that he says about how he would like to deflower her. He does go on like a fun sort of five-minute-long freestyle jazz uh, thing about Canadian sex terminology. Like he would like her to have some of his Canadian bacon and then his Canadian sausage with bacon and then his Canadian bacon with sausage, just like every sort Canadian of... Canadian poutine. And then Canadian poutine, which I don't even think he knows what that means. <laughs> um, uh, and then he does the fun thing about how he... Uh, explores sex with men on Fridays. He Which, says, you, so you're a virgin. She's like, yeah. And he's like, you never had sex. And he's like, she's like, no. And he's like, you don't swing both ways. Which is like, that's a weird. That's a weird leap yeah, from the last next thing one. To but go to, no, yeah. she doesn't. He's like, because I, I mean, I do on Fridays. And she's like, what do you, you do on Fridays? Like, yeah, you know, on Fridays, just like what, what anything goes. And he's like, she, she asks if he has any his eye on anybody in the house for when Friday rolls around. And he's like. Yeah, Nick. <laughs> yeah, he's Duh. like Nick's got my eye. Nick's got my eye. And then she kind of stumbles for a minute. She's like, "Wait, are we are we choking right now?" Because <laughs> Daniel but, is completely playing it like totally flat. But at the same time, they're both like she's laughing and enjoying the date, and yeah. Daniel actually gets into it. Daniel's like, "So you're like in love with Jared? What's that all about?" Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he doesn't he doesn't want you. That's not that's not great. Uh, you're just kind of looking for a replacement then. Who who like who are you thinking about? And she's like, "Well, right now, you, Daniel." Uh, and they have like. I'm super into it. Like, yeah, they have a fun time. They have a fun time. Um, interrupted by a, a pretty uh, just just wildly, uh, I would say maybe off color uh, ceremony, if you want to call so, it that. Okay, so let me say one thing. Anytime that um, on this show, when a when a man and woman go to a exotic location. There is usually some kind of cultural experience they have. Right. But this was like a community theater company that were dressing up in like st- straight up um, like uh, Aztec. Uh, yeah. What's the, I'm looking for the right terminal, like ancient Aztec, I guess. Yeah. Uh, gear. And then they come in and they pick up Ashley and they say in English, virgin sacrifice and grab her and run out of the room. Uh, and the whole thing is just like, eesh, guys. What's weird is that that's the end of the date. That's the end of the date. But then the most amazing thing happens, which is Daniel just kind of sits there, sees this, sees her get, you know, taken away. And then he goes, he shrugs his shoulders and leans over and starts eating off her plate. I will tell you on the after show. Oh, no. Ashley I says that that was not actually the end of the date, that then they hung around and danced with the Aztec performers. If they had shown that, I think I would have cut them maybe a little bit more yeah. slack. But as it as it turns out, like... She just gets abducted. Yeah, she just gets carried away, and that's the end of the night. In, in a in a, a, a an Aztec sacrifice, it was it was bad stuff. That was kind of a low point for me. The whole date was so cute, though. The two of them are so cute. That's good stuff. They're both like little ducks, like little baby ducks. I just wanted to take care of each other. Yeah, the word that I kept like coming to mind with Daniel is just guileless. You know, like. 
he's he's charming in that he seems so unable to put on any airs about anything. We had somebody rec- suggest that Daniel is um, quote one of those bigs, um, <laughs> and that he got bigged by a, a fortune teller robot. Um, and that he's a child in a big man's body because he doesn't, he seems to have like a basic understanding of women and how they operate. And he has this like false bravado that he immediately backs down from, uh, at the slightest provocation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's true. got like a very juvenile sense of humor that doesn't seem like he's immature. It just seems like that's, I want to say that I'm going to fact check this later. I think that was Benjamin White who said that in the Facebook group. It was very funny and probably true. <laughs> I think he's cursed. Uh, so next morning, uh, Ashley's still crying. Hard um, now, harder, which is sucks. Oh, yeah, just a lot of crying. And then it's time for a, another woman to arrive. And someone named Jen arrives from Ben's season. Now, did you recognize her? Do you not recognize her? No. That was Moonlight Boobs. Oh. And I'm very, very sorry that that is how <laughs> I've just referred to her. I, did we talk about that on the show? We did. Okay. Yeah, they've they've heard it before. Okay, good. Because I'm thinking about it now, and it's a, it's a bit off color. So that was like the only thing that was memorable about her that, was that, that she there was wore a scene where she wore a dress. She wore a dress where the moonlight really highlighted her. Uh, Not her just features. highlighted; it was like it was like fluorescent paint. And like, Ben seemed to just be and Ben was like fixated, fixed. Yeah, on it, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, she didn't make it very far. She didn't. I think she got. I think she got booted first episode. Uh, so everybody, again, this is this is kind of how the show works in that anytime anyone arrives, everyone's like, ooh, who's ooh. that? Let's say some nice things about how attractive she is. Um, and there's a funny scene where the twins try to catch her up on who's with who. Oh, it's fantastic. And also great because you don't need to watch the rest of the show. You can just yeah. watch this one so scene all these little full rundown. All these little bubbles of faces pop up as they give the whole backstory on who's been with who and who's still with who yeah. and, and that kind of thing. Uh, Nick makes it clear that she is, quote, stunning and that she's going to be his new conquest. And Daniel. <laughs> Daniel's so good, dude. And he's like, I will pay you money to take me on this date with you. And she's like, you'll pay me money? He's like, yeah, but they're Canadian dollars, so they're not going to be worth a whole lot. Because she reads the date card and says that it's a yacht date and that um and daniel's like oh boats i love boats in his canadian voice boots he got this he calls them boots yeah and uh and so then it's- that was a cheap joke hi everybody this is griffin mcroy <laughs> that was a cheap joke and i apologize for it because it also didn't make any sense and it was offensive to my canadian friends and i apologize from the bottom of my heart and i hope in time you can forgive me should I have called you on that? You really should have. Like, I'm I'm actually worried about, like, where we are at in the discourse. I feel like there's a part of the show where I just let you kind of say just stuff like that. the Canadian flag. And I just kind of don't respond to it. Am I? Part of the, you're part of the problem. I'm an definitely. enabler. You're definitely. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll try and be better about that. Uh, and so, so it seems like Jen is, her choice is between Nick and Daniel. Uh, cause nobody, any, nobody's nobody ever going to want worth, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's going to want Evan. It's between Nick and Daniel and, uh, Nick puts it on the table, says, you know, I'm intrigued by you and I would love to go on the state and she picks him. Yeah. Uh, is this when we get round two of Evan? Yes. Okay. We get the hint that Carly's in on it. Carly is speculating saying, would Evan have faked an illness to get me to stay with him? And 
And Sarah is like, I mean, if so, maybe that's that's kind of romantic, isn't Which it? She's is like, no, I wanted to reach into the. Carly said something along the same lines, like, no, it's not romantic. It's like, there's bad. part of there's part of Carly that's like, he's so desperately into me, and I almost am charmed by it. That would be fine if that desperation was not met with some shit that's just so bad. And so. So Evan tells us he's taking some medication for the ankle, and when they come to check on his ankle, it's swollen and red and hot, and they want him to go to the hospital. And Evan at first is like, I don't know that I really want to go to the hospital, but then he like recognizes he could spend some quality time says, with this Carly. Is the, this is the perfect opportunity for a date, and it's like oh, you're not even you're not even hiding it. You're not even hiding it. Then and he says, "quote Carly may be the only medicine I need," and then winks. This is where we get to see the worst IV placement um, in medical history. You don't think? No. I, I'm wondering, like, did they have a producer put on scrubs and pretend to put an IV <laughs> That's in? the only thing I could think. If not, they, or maybe it was probably one of those doctors that didn't have to take the Hippocratic Oath, so they do a little bit of harm before they get in there and do their business. Because they, they, it was a, we got ourselves a gusher here, folks. They were doing it in the back of a... They're in an, in an ambulance. They're in an ambulance, but still... It was a gushy mess on this arm, folks. And I, I granted, I don't look when they're putting a needle in my vein, but when I do turn back to my arm, it is not covered in blood. It's usually not covered in two pints of my own blood. Yeah. Um. So they they go to the hospital. Carly goes with him. Uh, Evan, because he's a little doped up, is more relaxed than maybe he's ever been, and Carly actually kind of enjoys his new relaxed demeanor. Uh, she lets the, the, the nurse in the room lets her look in Evan's ear. It's like, I've always wanted to look in an ear. And so she looks in. <laughs> I thought she, this was going to be like a, oh, there's no brain in there joke, but no, she just she really just wanted delighted to, look to look in that ear. Yeah. Uh, that's, it's her belly button fetish. <laughs> It's her Daniel belly button fetish. And and she seems to start to rationalize. She's telling us, she's saying, you know, I'm really what I'm looking for is just a good person. And Evan is really a good person. So maybe I'm back on the Evan train. Choo-choo, yeah. she says. Uh, and so Jen and Nick are on their date. Uh, Jen says that she's, quote, intrigued by Nick. People love using that word they intrigued do. on well, this Well, I think it's because the TV show makes them uh, pretend to be very, very in love with each other. And so they use just sort of the softest words they can find. <laughs> they're on a yacht together. And they're they're hoping to see dolphins. And Jen, and maybe I wrote this down incorrectly, so let me know. Did Jen say that dolphins are, quote, the only mammals to have sex for pleasure? I was. I must. I. I have to admit. I don't remember much about their date, which probably means I was paying attention to something else while we watched it separately. Because this was. I watched this today while yeah. you were at work. Um. I don't remember that, but I don't and I, think I was watching. The thing that watching. I thought was funny is that she didn't say. If I wrote this down correctly, she didn't say the only mammals besides humans. But not only that, even that would not be true because m- there's monkeys that bone just yeah. crazy. She said it kind of like it was like a line that she used sometimes to let men know that she was like, you know, she was willing to talk about sex. Uh, and Nick is just like, oh, that's really interesting. Okay. That's, I mean, it is interesting. Uh, so then they go on the beach, and the beach is covered in crabs. They are just attacked. 
and they are trying to like sit and talk on the beach and there are just crabs everywhere and Nick and is having they, to fling them away left and right. And they both die and, of the, because of the crab bites. And they lay down in the sand and kiss in the surf and there are more crabs and there's just lots of crabs. Just so many crabs, y'all. Uh, Can I say something though? Yeah. There were a lot of crabs. This season has a lot of crabs on it and I hear people mentioning like, why are there so many crabs? I'm like, that's a good question. Is anybody looking into that? Because there's a ton of crabs this time. Yeah, I don't remember this many crabs. I don't remember this seasons. many crabs ever. There's a hundred million crabs. There's too mm-hmm. many, too many crabs. I'll say it. Maybe it's it's some kind of weather pattern brings El in more. El Nino. I hear a lot of people talking about that. I've never figured out what it is. You know what El Nino means in Spanish? What's that? Um, the the crab. That's then. There's just one of them. There's yeah. a big crab under the ocean one that's big commanding crab, his legion, and it changes the weather. Damn that El Nino! He's making everything so hot all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, at least we got something we know we can kill to stop this global warming thing, and we're <laughs> fucking the best at that. Got to get down in that ocean, find them. You're really good at at preparing crab too. Oh, you know I am. So we got our friend Evan. We last beach trip we went on. Mm-hmm. Me and Justin, we were walking around. We the have beach a friend, friend that is Evan. also named Evan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. This Not at all similar to the Evan on the show. No, maybe the ag- exact uh, human opposite <laughs> of, of this Evan. Just imagine that person. Mm-hmm. He's run up and grab at crabs off the beach. That's what we need. Yeah, he's, a, he grabs them with his hands. That's yeah, the thing. So we need to him to solve global to warming. To solve global warming. Only mm-hmm. you can do it, Evan. Uh, and so, so the date seems okay. They seem to be into each other, but yeah. it seems to be primarily based on attraction. Sure. It's not like they have any kind Nothing of wrong with that. deep chats. And so now we we cut back to the island uh, where they all are. And I don't think it's actually an island. I just called it that. No, it's not. Ashley's still crying. Uh, she has to have used up her three. Yeah. Okay. Kayla's starting to get worried. Um, and Kayla tells us, like, the viewer says, Ashley loves without hesitation, which I just thought was such a poetic way to describe what Ashley does. Yeah, but also if you break down what that means, I don't think it's an especially flattering observation. No, it's not, but it's just a very graceful way of describing (laughs) it. Yeah, no, well, I mean, she's perfect. She she can perfectly... Zero, zero, two is more poetic than the original. Absolutely, yeah. The language centers of her her AI cortex have been... Uh, So it's cocktail party time, and Kayla and Jared are talking, and Kayla's like, you know, I just want to make sure that our love doesn't end up one-sided. You know, I've been kind of reserved and and I just want you to know that I'm worried, like, frankly, that I'll end up like Ashley I. And Jared's like, well, honestly, I do want you to open up a little bit more, but, you know, go go at your own pace and, and I'll follow suit. They're having very adult conversations, mm-hmm. uh, which is promising. He tells us, the viewer, he's going to give his rose to Kayla, which we don't uh. we don't really need to hear that. But they do kind of tease, like, oh, maybe he'll give it to Ashley I because he feels bad for her or something. But we, we're pretty sure it's Kayla. Uh, and Nick is talking to Ashley I. And this is a big win for Nick. Nick is really just not... Savage. Yeah, just not being patient with her at all. Says, didn't you mentally prepare yourself for this? This isn't love. This is obsession. You will never be with Jared. Straight up like that, that straight up. Like you will never be with Jared. You will never be with Jared. And it was, it was like cruel in a way, but like nobody said that to her. I don't think on the show before. I know. Well, the tendency when somebody is like that, 
lovelorn to be like, oh, well, you maybe, you know, maybe one day, like, oh, maybe. Seems like there's really something there. Nick is not going to be that person. And Ashley is just kind of like, what? What do you mean? What? Just not, not taking it in. Uh, and so then she wants to talk to Jared at the cocktail party. And Jared, Jared is just starting to get impatient too. Like, like famous nice yeah. guy Jared is even just like, why are you making this about me? And she's like, oh, it's not about you. And he's like, didn't you expect to date other guys? Why would you come here if you didn't? And she's like, oh, I just wanted to get over you. But now that you're so into somebody, I can't be here and not be with you while you're with somebody else. And I don't know. Anyway, she goes on and on. Um, and then it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Jared threatens to leave the show. Yeah. And that is the cliffhanger. Yeah. Jared's like, I don't even want to be here right now. Like. And then in the teaser for next week, like they kind of make it seem like Jared thinks about leaving. Yeah. Jared um, makes some big move or something. In that but... teaser, we also get like some hints that couple big couples are going to break up in the next episode. Yeah. See some trouble in Vizzy, Vizzy Dice. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens then. This, this, these episodes are going so long and I think it's nobody's fault except for ABC's fault. Cause they keep showing us three hours of television content every time. Was there anything that came out in like a minute or less that happened in the after paradise that's worth discussing? Uh, Ashley's dad was on. Oh boy. They cut to, they say like, Ashley cries a lot. We're going to speak to a doctor about maybe why she behaves the way she does. And they pull up a doctor on screen who happens to be her father, who is a doctor. That can't feel and good. And he's he's like a funny guy. He makes some jokes about how passionate she is. Uh, she also suggests that there's a lot more ways that Jared has led her on, that he's like sent her flowers on her birthday and always made a point to be really nice to her. And so she feels like they've met each other's parents, apparently. Okay. So she seems to say like, if only you guys knew what I knew, you wouldn't think I was crazy. All right. Uh, and that's about it. Okay. Um. So that was that was this week. How much more bip do we? Get? I, I really wish they were sp- just just my only thing. Just space it out because we're gonna be like at the end of September and bip will be over. And it's like you could have made it last twice as long. I feel you know like I'm what? consuming maybe a little bit too much bip right now. One option we have, and we haven't figured it out yet. Somebody in the Facebook group says that Canadian Bachelorette starts in September. I've heard that, and. They made it seem like maybe we can watch episodes on the website. I don't know if that's true, but that would be a if nice time. If we can do that, that would be time. a dope, dope way for us to keep this going. It would be a very going. nice time. Quite literally, I imagine everybody is very nice. <laughs> yeah. And funny. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot of folks just aspiring to be on Second City or something. Just kind of like an episode of Kids in the Hall or SCTV. That's all we, that's all we expect from you, Canada. Yeah. Just be as funny as Kids in the Hall. Um, I want to thank the person that sent us the napkins. Oh, yeah. So we got some very nice cloth napkins with some rosebuds on them. They're from Picking Daisies. Um, yeah. Uh, Kay and Dee Dee. I hope I'm reading. Do you want to take a stab at the name? You know, I can't read cursive. It's like another language to me. Well, there's definitely Kay. Kay, you, you do, you, your name is easy enough to read. I think it might be Dee Dee. Yeah. Um... Either way, their website is pickingdaisiesinslo.com. And the napkins are lovely. They're cloth napkins. They suggested that we could use them for our our parties. 
uh, which we will do because they are beautiful. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. For the name. Uh, our P.O. Box is uh, P.O. Box 66639, Austin, Texas, 78766, if you want to send us anything. Um, otherwise, if you just tell a friend about the show. Sorry, the episode's late. Sorry. Yeah, I planned it bad. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we'll see you next week, next Wednesday morning. Fingers crossed. Uh, until next time, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert! She ends up with Soldier Boy.